Hello, I'm Tom Santilli, the Survivor Examiner for Examiner.com. Today I'm here with Rob Sesternino. Rob Sesternino is, uh, as you know, a two-time Survivor player, one of my all-time favorites, considered by many to be one of the greats of the game. He currently hosts a very successful podcast called Rob Has a Podcast for RobHasAWebsite.com. And he most recently was offered to write uh, the immunity blog for CBS.com, which you can find at CBS.com slash Survivor. Uh, but first things first, Rob, um, I know that you're a big Jets fan. Uh, tell us about your thoughts uh, with the Jets tonight as they play host to Minnesota Vikings. I've been looking forward to this game for two years because I, I really got a bad taste in my mouth about Brett Favre. Uh, after he left, I just felt like he was a real poser, yeah. and a real front runner, and it was like when when things were going good and the Jets were eight and three in 2008, it's like oh, it's the boyhood dream, you know, he's <laughs> you know he's all excited and jumping up and down, and then you know the, the Jets lose four of the last five games, and he's like hey, if we win, we win, you know, you know, oh, where was the passion of uh, you know, yeah, and then all of a sudden you know, you know and then he he like we I, he's just a uh, you know, I think he's a, has a, a different public persona than uh, the real guy is. And I'm sure everybody that's really in the public limelight has that. But you know, he, his reputation is one thing, but I think he's not such a great guy. Uh, and I think that's starting to come out a little bit too. Yeah. Well, you don't have to. You know, I, I, it's not going to be hard for me to disagree with you on him. Being a Lions fan, you know, I've hated for <laughs> for years and years and years. So yeah. <laughs> no matter what he's at. This sexual harassment thing comes out, and the pictures, and a whole big, a whole big thing. So, uh, have you seen those pictures? I have not seen those pictures, but have you? <laughs> yes, I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I man. First, I, I want to say I'm a huge uh, fan. I, I'm like a huge Survivor fan. Oh well, it's, you know, it's uh, really, it's really great to be talking to you too, and I, I appreciate, uh, you know, I appreciate the interest, and uh, yeah, I, I really appreciated the article that you wrote a, a little while back. Yeah, thanks, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm waiting for you to get like, uh, like a TV hosting gig of some kind, man. You've had to have been given offers of some kind, now. Uh, you know, I did a, you know, a few things from, uh, you know, after the Survivor, uh, uh, you know, uh, mm -hmm. went through and. Um, but, you know, there wasn't anybody that was, like, saying, like, uh, hey, we want you to be a host, we want you to do this. Like, I did a little bit of, like, correspondent work for the Fox Reality Channel, but, uh, it, you know, it, to be truthful, yeah, it was not really, like, um, you know, uh, and maybe it was like that for the first group of survivors. Like, I know, like, Jenna Lewis went to go work for VH1 and stuff after right. she was done, but even in 2002, or 2003, it wasn't like, hey, you were on a reality show and you were you were you know funny on a reality show. Here's a you know here's a hosting job. Right, right. Or something like that. And uh, you know, I but the the cool thing about now versus even back when I, I did Survivor was, uh, you know, you can uh, you don't need to you know there's like a, almost like the self-publishing in uh you know in the literary field mm -hmm. like you can sort you know between youtube and all these tools that are available now i wish that this stuff was available uh even like twitter or facebook or something like that right right when i was on survivor in 2003 like if i wanted to do something i had to you know i had to make my own website try to get people to come to my website like post post stuff on my website like 
You couldn't post the video or anything. The hosting fees were, uh, you know, really outrageous. Mm -hmm. And you couldn't do anything on your own. But now it's only, you know, five, six years later, and you, there's nothing you can't do on your own. Right. Well, that, well that's what I was going to ask you, too, um, I guess, like, diving right into the Survivor kind of stuff. Um, like, do you... Do do you like do like other like things other than like like the podcast? Like, do you have like a, a day job or like a regular job? What, the, what they would say? Yeah, I, that uh, I'm out in LA. Uh, I moved out here uh, at the end of 2004. Uh, I started working at a uh, production company, uh, and actually, it was kind of through um, Survivor that I ended up doing what I was doing. Uh, I started working with a guy named uh, Scott Zacharin, who's been my partner uh, for. Uh, since I've been out here about six years. Okay. And uh, he was working on a website called The Fishbowl, uh, which was sort of like um, a website like for people who were uh, done with reality show or after they graduated from reality shows, like to sort of like uh, post uh, like content and stuff like that. And it was his theory that, um, you know, the networks spend millions of dollars marketing these people and they sort of just throw them away. Mm -hmm. And uh, he said, well, there are these people with, you know, some degree of celebrity. Maybe there's something that we can uh, do with them. And so we had this website, and uh, we had, like, radio shows on the website. And uh, ultimately, we ended up selling a show to E, uh, which is called Kill Reality. Uh, mm -hmm. And it was a um, sort of like a Project Greenlight of us making a movie with reality stars. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and so it was a good idea for a TV show, not such a good idea for a movie. And it, it kind of turns out you really can't, there's not really a business model there of doing stuff with reality people after they get done with the shows. Like, really, the only thing that, you know, people from reality shows are good at, for the most part, is being on reality shows. Like, there's not, like, <laughs> you know, there's not a ton of stuff you can do with them. Like, yeah, if you were making, like, shows like a bachelor pad and you just were taking everybody that got off of reality shows and then putting them in a house, and letting there be a new reality show, that would be a good idea. Like, I think you could, I think you could sell that. But, you know, uh, short of that, there's not, there's not a ton of stuff to do with them. And that's what I've really been spending the last uh, five or six years uh, focused on is producing uh, in the new media. And we ended up starting a, uh, you know, we, we started a new company called Iron Sync. And uh, we've done, you know, several different uh, web shows. Uh, we did the first original web series for MySpace, so, uh, you know, writing and producing and, uh, you know, directing web content is uh, what I do. Uh, that's what my actual job is. That's awesome. And podcast stuff is, is uh, much more of a, of a fun hobby. <laughs> how, did the, uh, how did the podcast get started, like, exactly? Um, you know, I started, uh, I, I don't know, I, <laughs> it's, a good, it's a good question. I... <laughs> Uh, I've always, you know, uh, loved radio uh -huh. and uh, listening to the radio. And, uh, you know, I w was going to make up a, a website uh, to sort of like, uh, I wanted to like, uh, just have like a website where I could post like some videos that I've done and sort of has like, uh, you know, post blogs and, um, you know, any, any sort of things I wanted to show people. And then I, you know, uh, just sort of like a stroke of, of uh, I don't want to say genius, but it was mm -hmm. like, like the light bulb kind of went off. I was like, oh, why don't I make a podcast? <laughs> but uh, I love podcasts. And, uh, you know, I do, I do listen to a lot of podcasts. 
and uh, I didn't know what I was going to podcast about because I went through a period of time when I didn't really want to be. Like, I, I think everybody that goes on a you know through the reality show experience kind of goes through this where it's such a focus of your life, and you get to a point where you just you don't want to talk about that anymore. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, so because it it starts to define you a little bit as a person. It's like no, I'm not person that's a, that's a survivor and like uh, I remember seeing like uh, other survivor people like go through this like when um, when I, I was first going through survivor like I got the impression like people like Jerry and Colby they hated survivor because mm-hmm. I feel like I would see them like like in interviews and stuff and they'd be like oh I don't want to talk about survivor I want to talk about like my other projects and I remember thinking like oh well probably nobody probably cares about your other projects <laughs> um, and, and as we that's, you know, that's largely true. <laughs> and so I, you know, it's, it's, it's sort of a weird thing to, uh, to go through. And I think that a lot of people, they, they sort of get like, uh, you know, uh, they, they sort of had enough. So I, there was a point in my, you know, where, you know, there was a couple of years where I wasn't that involved with uh, Survivor. I was doing these podcasts and uh, I didn't really know what, what the podcast about or, you know, I was like talking to my friends. And, uh, you know, there was just no focus, really. And then there, uh, there was this Survivor 10-year uh, reunion that happened back in January of this year. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's, and they were doing the Heroes vs. Villains, and it was the season 20. And uh, I just said, you know, what, you know I bet uh, it would be interesting to start podcasting about, uh, like, I should just talk about the TV that I'm watching, mm-hmm. and one of the things I should do is Survivor, because I know all these survivors, and, um, you know, it, it, it was a big part of my life, and, uh, you know, I, I, do, I, do like to, I do like to talk about it, and that was really how it, you know, it, it sort of uh, started gaining momentum. Okay. Uh, do you, uh, were you, were you asked at all for Heroes and Villains? No, I wasn't. Uh, you know, I didn't even know that they were doing it. Like, I know that uh, the, uh, you know, the usual answer you get when you ask a survivor that question uh-huh. is, uh, oh, yeah, they asked me, but, you know, I turned it down. <laughs> and, I, <laughs> I, you know, I told them, hey, look, like, uh, <laughs> you know, either I've got, I've got this great job or I've got this or... Uh, or a lot of people also say, oh, I was in the running up until the last second, and then they screwed me. Um, you know, <laughs> apparently, like, there's only 20 spots. So did they ask, really, did they ask 80 people? Um, but, no, I was not asked to be on uh, the Heroes vs. Jones. I didn't even know that they were doing it until uh, they, they had already left. So, uh, okay. No, I was not. I was not in the mix. What are you? How do you view yourself in, as far as Survivor goes? Like, do you, like, because a lot of people consider you... Uh, myself included, to be like one of the best, like you know, players of the game ever. Oh well, thank you, Tom. <laughs> I mean, do you do you see yourself like that, or like when you're watching, are you do you get like, is there any hint of jealousy when people start, you know, putting like you know, Russell is the greatest ever, and you know, or people start to take that kind of title away from you, or you know, that sort of thing. I guess is there anything there? There was probably a point when I used to think that way, like maybe around like Survivor, you know. A year, a year or so after that, I was on, I was on the show, but I've really kind of sort of separated myself uh, from it in in a lot of ways. Like I almost sometimes I forget that I was, 
actually on Survivor. <laughs> right. uh, which is kind of a weird, a, a weird thing to say, but like, uh, yeah, there's a show that I watch every week, and I forget that, yeah, oh yeah, well, I, one time I was, or two times I was on it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't really look at it that way. I mean, I think that I'm a, a, a very good player at, at Survivor, but I think it's so hard to, um, you know, it's, it's not something that in a vacuum you can compare yourself through, right. you know, all the all the other people. Like, uh, even, like, take a look at a guy like Russell. Like, there's, yeah, he, um, the results were, the results were great for him, but there's a million things that have to do with loss that could have just got, like, if, if Tyson doesn't vote the other way, um, like, if Tyson mm-hmm. doesn't change his vote, right. and, uh, you know, we just talked to Tyson on, on the podcast last week. He doesn't say, Tyson doesn't say, like, oh, that Russell me or anything like that like he just thought that he was gonna you know he didn't want poverty to have uh you know she, he felt like she had friends on the other side so he changed his vote and it just happened to work it just happened to work out for that way and you know if it doesn't uh, work out that way russell gives the immunity idol to poverty russell gets voted out people are talking about russell as he's the dumbest survivor of all time <laughs> yeah right why did he give the immunity so it you know it's everything's in a you know, it's so hard to uh, to judge, and that's one of the fun things about you know there being so many seasons and talking about it. But I don't get too personally invested in uh, I'm I'm the best, I'm uh, I'm this because there's just there's no way to prove it, and uh, you know it's just a lot of bluster. I feel like. Do you have Do you have any favorites? Like like whether you think they're great players or people like if you were to ever play the game again, like that you would love to play with or that are guys that you know whatever, just people that you idolize on the show? Well, I have two categories of, of favorite people. Like, I have favorite people who are just the most the most fun to watch. They're kind of, you know, they're kind of kooky. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, people like that. I love watching, like, Shambo is a great example. <laughs> I, love, I love watching her every week because I never, you know, you know, never knew what she was going to say. And she was, uh, and she's great, but she's a terrible player. Uh, <laughs> and then there's, you know, the people that I think that are the really, uh, you know, the really sharp, uh, like smart people, like uh, Sari was somebody that we talked to uh, on the podcast uh, recently, and she's just, you know, one of my favorites because she just really understands uh, the game really well, mm-hmm. uh, and it's just something that's that's really fun to watch because I, you know, the most frustrating thing is when you're sitting there and you're watching the show. And you just like you know, not screaming at the TV, but you say, "Why? But why aren't they? Why don't they get rid of that guy? Why mm-hmm. don't they? Why doesn't this person just talk to this person, ask them what they're doing?" And you know, it's it, it's fun to see people who actually uh, understand the game. Sure. Um, and that's I, I that's why one of the reasons I really like um, this Marty this season is because it seems to me he definitely has a real understanding of of how the game works and what needs to be done from the, from the, uh, the get-go. And yeah, he's, uh, you know, and the bluster is a little is a little much, I do have to admit. But uh, it, it's definitely fun to watch people who know what they're doing. Yeah, that was my well, qu- next question was, like, uh, just comment, like, other than Marty, um, is there anybody else this season that you're either rooting for or you think has a good chance at going all the way? Um. I know a lot of people uh, have are, are really uh, behind Jill. I feel like there's a and you know the tribes are going to get switched up this week. It looks like mm-hmm. 
who knows how it's going to work out. But a lot of people, like, uh, have been, I've been saying how I, much I like Marty this season, but a lot of people say, no, 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 it's actually Jill that's running the show. But I just don't see any evidence to, to prove this to me. Mm-hmm. Like, I know it seems, it seems like in Survivor, it's like, oh, you don't want to be the person out in front, you want to be the person behind the scenes uh, really calling the shots, but... Like, Jill seems to me like she's behind the scenes, but I don't get the sense that she's manipulating Marty in any in any way, or she's actually getting Marty to do her dirty work or her bidding. Like, I almost feel like she almost doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Like, she's, like, every time she's like, well, who should we vote for? She's like, I don't care, whoever you think. <laughs> um, so, uh, I know that's uh, a, a little bit of a... Of a uh, Controversy is the wrong word because I don't think it's controversial, but it's right. definitely a, a debate that, that's going on a little bit. Um, on the young team, uh, I, I guess I kind of like this Brenda. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know if she, she doesn't. I don't know if she's uh, exactly the next poverty, but she's definitely um, you know doing a good job of getting a bunch of people that are uh, on her side, and, and I think that's definitely like a, a very powerful thing on Survivor. Like, not so much to even just be in a group, like, oh, I'm in a group of five. Mm-hmm. But if you're in a group of five, but you're sort of like the nucleus of that five, where every single person thinks that you have the best relationship with them, mm-hmm. uh, that's a very good uh, position to also be in. And uh, I feel like it's hard with the younger tribe, because we haven't really seen that much of them. But uh, I-, I would like to see more of Stash. Uh, other, <laughs> like, <laughs> with the exception of the, uh, you know, um, uh, the art, are you gay gay? Right, right. Uh, we haven't seen a lot of him, but the, the little bit I saw, he seemed, he seemed like he was, uh, he, you know, on on the right path as far as uh, Survivor goes. But can you verify for us? Uh, can you verify for us uh, Shannon's comment that all of New York is gay? <laughs> well, I do think there is probably a. Uh, a more than uh, you know zero percent population of, <laughs> of New Yorkers that are gay, but I think that's I I, I don't know what the statistics are necessarily, but <laughs> there's probably gay people wherever you go, <laughs> including including Louisiana. That's true. Um, what yeah. are your What are your thoughts on? Uh like Jimmy Johnson and, and more so like just celebrities like do you did you like were you a fan of the idea of having a celebrity on Survivor? I was not against the idea of having uh, Jimmy Johnson on Survivor but I have to say I think I could relate to Marty or something like that because I would not I would not want to be on a season of Survivor with a celebrity uh, or even like uh, when they brought Stephanie back I feel like it was the same the same sort of thing if you go back and you look at that season it's like uh, which was, I guess, Guatemala. Mm-hmm. I don't really remember anybody else from that season besides besides Stephanie. Mm-hmm. And I kind of feel like I kind of feel like I would if they would have said, "Hey, let's get rid of Stephanie right away. This is our time to be on the show. Nobody's going to care about us." And while while Stephanie is here, and I think that's definitely um, you know part of the mindset of uh, you know of the Survivor. I mean, I think uh, if you go back and look at Survivor All Stars. Like, uh, the way that Richard Hatch was voted out, like, uh, I think it was just from a standpoint of, you know, uh, jealousy might be the wrong word, but it's like... Well, even you, uh, actually, right? I mean, even, that could be argued for your second time as well. Like, people just were voting out more on your reputation. You know, you could, you could say that, I don't really think that's my, that's my place to comment on... Sure. 
uh, why why people wanted to get rid of me. <laughs> I, I would like to, I would like to uh, I'll subscribe to uh, your thesis, but um, you know it's like I think that those people probably they felt like well nobody we're not going to get any airtime while Richard Hash is here. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know this is uh, this is our show, and if we get rid of if we get rid of Richard Hatch, you know we'll just like. Uh, Marty said to Dan, like, oh, what will your friends back in New York say when they see that you blindsided Jimmy Johnson? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's definitely, there's definitely some big game hunting, I think, that goes on on Survivor. And it's also like, you know, if there's, if you get, take the other, um, you know, the other big uh, fish out of the pond, suddenly, you know, you're the big fish. Mm-hmm. Makes and sense. I think that's, uh, you know, even like look at Russell Hansen, Boston Rob. Like, why did why did Russell Hansen hate Boston Rob so much last season? Because everybody else, you know, everybody was was talking about him. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, you know, uh, Boston. Uh, you know, I don't think Boston Rob really cared who Russell Hansen was. He didn't even he didn't know who he was. And, and uh, I think that it was by the time uh, Rob realized that this guy was. You know, going to be a real, uh, a real pain in the neck. It was almost too late. Mm-hmm. Um, what are your thoughts on uh, like some of the latest like twists in the game, like the medallion of power, and uh, you know, like all the hidden immunity idols and that sort of thing? Are, are you a fan of that? And I know this is kind of like an on-the-spot question, but like, would you, do you have any ideas or twists that you think would be cool, like to introduce into the game? Okay, well, that is, that is a good question. Uh, on the medallion of power. Uh, you know, at first I was like, okay, let's see how this uh, plays out. But I have to say I'm not overwhelmed uh, with it. You know, sometimes they introduce stuff into the show, and it's sort of, uh, sometimes it works out, sometimes it evolves a little bit. Like, for instance, Exile Island, I was never a, I was never a fan of okay. Exile Island. And it sort of uh, came, and, you know, they mutated a little bit. And now it's gone. There is no Exile Island. And I wonder if the Medallion of Power is something that, you know, maybe shows up in this season and next season and, uh, you know, then in, you know, a year from now, uh, there's no more Medallion of Power. Or maybe the Medallion of Power is a reward that shows up at some point in the game. But uh, I haven't seen it be too much of a uh, of an impact in the game. It, it was helpful for the old team to at least win one uh, immunity challenge. If it wasn't that, they wouldn't have won any. Uh, it would have been, it would have been uh, swept through uh, a four game. Uh, so uh, then, uh, what do I think of the immunity idol? Uh, you know, I wasn't a big fan of the hidden immunity idol to start off with, but it actually uh, is something that really makes the game uh, more exciting on a week to week basis. I mean, there's it's hard to argue that the, the last season, the Heroes vs. Villains, wasn't the one of the most exciting seasons mm-hmm. that the show's ever had, and. Uh, you know, I think a big part of that was all the uh, hidden immunity idols that got played. So uh, I actually think, I, as a player, I don't think I would want the hidden immunity idols <laughs> to be out there. But uh, that being said, as a viewer, I love it. It really shakes things up every week. Um, and as far as uh, a, uh, a new reward or power, I, I don't know. I, I kind of feel like, uh, you know, I, I don't think we need too many... Uh, weeks or, or stuff like that. Like, I'm, I'm probably more in favor of, like, interesting rewards or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if it's more powers or idols or 
things to things to change the vote. It might be like interesting reward, like uh, you know, if you you know go uh, to you know go to the other team camp and you get to vote in their tribal council or so. You know, right. like yeah, a little a little bit outside of the box, but not necessarily a new power or something like that. Okay, cool. And I know you got to go here, man. So I only got like a couple quick questions for you left. Um, okay. First, the first one is, um, you know, Jeff Probst is a huge part of the show, probably you know more than yeah. any other host and any other reality show. Um, do you see like, could you even see Survivor happening without Jeff Probst? Because like he's now like every time he signs a contract. I think that it would be very hard uh, to do uh, Survivor without Jeff Probst, but. I mean, I think the show, I'm not super on top of the ratings, but I think it's actually doing pretty well on Wednesday. And I think if push came, push came to shove and the show, it like, it's a business. Uh, and if they have this thing that's making money and Jeff Probst decides he doesn't want to be a part of it, like, I'm, I think and it, it would not be the same without Jeff Probst, but, um, I mean, I think that some, you know, they would, there's, you know, it's a, we live in a world where there's, you know, uh, you know, millions and millions of talented people. Mm -hmm. uh, I think that there's just too much money to be made if the show is profitable to say that they're not going to do it if Jeff doesn't want to do it. Good answer. <laughs> and I, and that's not a, that's not a knock on Jeff. I think Jeff is amazing. He deserves the Emmys that he gets, but mm -hmm. it's, you know, it's a business. And it, it's just like, uh, you know, if William Peterson wants to leave CSI, They'll, find, they'll get Lawrence Fishburne to be on CSI. Right, right. Like even though even though he's the center, he's the center of the show. Like um, you know, you have to. You know, the show must go on. That's true. Um, tell us about. No, I'm sorry. Making money. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say, uh, tell us about your uh, your latest thing with uh, CBS.com with uh, with your new blog. I, um, there's a, uh, a thing called the immunity blog on uh, CBS.com, and uh, I was uh, I was offered uh, the opportunity to write the blog on uh, CBS.com uh, over the summer, and uh, yeah, it's fun. You know, I, I haven't really you know put my thoughts down on paper about Survivor uh, in a few years, and uh, it's been a pretty fun experience. The hardest part is a. Uh, you know, I I feel uh, I don't want to say all the same jokes on my podcast that I wrote in the <laughs> in the blog. So that's sort of uh, you know I'm sort of uh, having to uh, be ration out uh, my material. But um, yeah, it's been it's been fun, and, and you know the fan, the fans of Survivor are really are really great, and they read they read all this stuff, and uh, they love to talk about Survivor, and it's almost like sports. You know, it's like you know have you have like a a sports team and you follow it and you talk about it like uh, like in between games and what's going to happen next mm -hmm. and you know that's kind of that's kind of how I uh, look at Survivor I was going to ask you about that too actually but with your podcast um, do you, are there any like interviews that have stood out for you or like been like totally awkward or like ones that you thought were like super awesome like that people should go check out or um, well, the last interview that we just did with Tyson was pretty uh, was pretty epic. That we did uh, <laughs> two hours with him. Wow. Uh, you know, so uh, one of my favorite people that we have on is uh, Stephen Fishback mm -hmm. from uh, Token Teams. Mm -hmm. uh, he's he's really great, and uh, you know, I, I think that they. I mean, it's hard for me to say uh, you know what the what the best ones are, but the people that have a sense of humor 
and can sort of like uh, you know dish it out and uh, and, <laughs> and make it like as far as like from a comedy perspective. Right. Uh, that I think those are the best interviews that there are. Last uh, thing after that, um, real quick too, I wanted to congratulate you on getting married. I know you got married recently. Oh yes, I, I, back in uh, yeah, August first. Uh, Nicole, uh, my wife, who actually is on the podcast with me, we got married uh, finally after it was a very uh, long engagement, and uh, you know it, it, it all happened. <laughs> How has uh, has married life changed you at all? <laughs> no, I'm, you know Nicole and I have lived together for the last uh, three or four years, um, so I, you know, it's what I say is that uh, you know marriage is uh, exactly the same as before, except we have we have nicer dishes. <laughs> All right, Rob. Well, thank you so much for uh, your time today. Uh, much appreciated. And again, everybody, um, you can find Rob on his uh, his podcast is on his website. Rob has a website dot com, and uh, his immunity blog on cbs dot com slash survivor. Thanks a lot, Rob. Thank you. Thank you so much. All right, we'll talk to you soon.